Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, Luke Puckett is back to talk about RS1 and SC1 version 1.3.0.90 software release notes. We get into things like the ability to configure the 500S through the SC1, and also the ability to configure external third-party radio modems for RTK corrections. Then we get into a couple different enhancements and fixes, as well as some new SC1 and RS1 kits and tune sets. And before we get into the conversation with Luke, he wanted me to mention in the introduction that it is very important to follow the directions in the operations manual if you are using a third-party GPS with the SC1. A lot of these different uh, GPS receivers, they require a specific tool to be able to configure the GPS messages needed in order to uh, work with the SC1. So a lot of those things are laid out in the manual, and he just wanted me to let you know that it is very important to follow those instructions. With that said, let's get into the conversation with Luke. me now yes good good good, good. <laughs> uh so luke how are you doing good how about you matt good i'm Excellent. good enjoying yeah. this nice cold weather uh no i was supposed to have a trip to see uh the new the new raven folks yep from, yep from yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i was supposed to go there but obviously did not happen yeah so <laughs> better time to go down south hit, hit the texas region or something like that yeah yeah absolutely I shouldn't go down there. We got we got Raven folks down there. Exactly. We got things to do. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> uh let's just let's just jump into these uh RS one and SC one software notes. And actually, like I kind of we talked about a little bit before this is just um maybe we'll there's there's confusion on what the SC one yeah. is. Yep. Um Yeah, I mean just, just from like a from a customer dealer perspective. Uh, is there anything beyond merely saying it is the steering brains of RS1 in a, in a small note? You know, that, that's really what it is. Yeah. So you have RS1 contains multiple different ECUs with inside of it. Uh, there's a steering ECU, you have a GPS receiver and antenna, and you have a cellular modem. So yeah. it's everything in one uh, compact unit. Uh, everything just plays nicely with each other. The SC1, we've gotten uh, multiple requests to be able to use the steering within RS1. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a different GPS antenna receiver. Oh, okay. So that's that's what the SC one is. You nail it on the head. It's just a steering controller. Yeah. Um, it is. It does have to be paired with an HDU as well because it's, mm-hmm. it's the steering controller. It's not the hydraulic controller. So right. it does have to be paired with an HDU. Um, the nice thing about RS one is every we know all the hardware that's inside of it and everything's playing nicely together. Right. The SC one does uh, use third party GPS and is is uh, available for use with third party GPS. One thing to note, it does not configure that GPS receiver. Right. So something to note. So a little, little more, uh, maybe uh, uh, a few more things to know for installation with sure. the SC one. But yeah, you nailed it on the head. It's, well, it's probably it's just no a different. Controller. It's no different than uh, <clears throat> old school smart tracks. Right? Ex- I mean, we were using we were using third party GPS, or we could, as long as it would um, 
you know, get the right information. Yes, exactly. Right. So node. we we have made things a little bit better. We do have a the user manual for SC one is released, and in that okay. it, it tells you exactly what messages need to be sent out for SC one in order to get GPS, and it tells you the frequency that need, okay. the messages Perfect. need to be sent out. So okay. yeah, there's no more guessing games. You know, VTG, GGA, what it, what right. needs to be sent out, what doesn't need to be sent out, what what the frequency is. Okay. So the thing to note, you do have to have some way to configure your GPS receiver, whatever you're using with the system. Right. Um, some some sort of tool that you'll be using to configure that, and then when it's plugged into SC1, then it just works. Sure. Um, any type of Raven GPS receiver, then we just automatically configure it through the SC1. Oh, so it's a... Uh, okay, that was going to be a question that I had, and that's one, our first point, really, uh, is the ability to configure... Well, the ability to configure 500S yes, through that, SC1. Yes, that is new with so, 1.3 software. So is that... You said automatic? Yes, so... Uh, in the drop-down list, as you're going through the object pool during calibration, you'll choose what GPS receiver you have. It's, if it's Raven, you'll choose uh, 600S, 500S, uh, okay. internal via Viper 4, whatever that may be. And then the SC1 will look, find it on whichever baud rate it needs to be. It will then configure the, the GPS receiver to just oh, work with SC1. Okay. So, yeah, works Okay. I was going to ask if there were screens or something that they'd have to go in there and mess with it. No, nope. So nope. as you're going through the calibration sequence, it's, it asks you what GPS receiver you're using. So, nice. Yep. Makes it pretty easy that way. If you're not using a Raven GPS receiver, then you just go and choose receive only. And we're just oh, sure. getting serial messages in at that point. So then everything already has to be configured properly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's good to note. It's good to note. Um, well, uh, then kind of along the correction source line then, uh, the configuration of external third-party radio for RTK? Yes, yep. So I think we want to be very clear here. Like we said, the SC1 can yeah. configure Raven GPS right. receivers. It cannot configure other GPS receivers, other third-party GPS receivers. But we have worked on radio modem configuration. So okay. um, several of our customers were using radio radio modems for and base stations for RTK corrections, and they wanted the ability to, to configure radio modems via SC1. Okay. So what that allows you to do is it allows you to switch between multiple bases that you're using for base stations um, seamlessly. Okay. So you go, you set up a base. It's basically like a profile. You okay. set up a base, say, I want to name it whatever it is, um, you know, John's base station. I can connect to that. Then if I'm going between multiple bases, then I just set up multiple bases. And then um, from a drop-down menu, I can choose which base station I want to use uh, for my radio modem. Okay. Um, so the we do work with... With third-party GPS, like we said, um, that the tested ones is the 372. We've been working uh, working okay. well with 372. Um, we've also been working with the AG715 radio modem, and that's what has been tested. So either the 900 megahertz variant of okay. that or the 450 megahertz variant okay. of that. Okay, so. yeah, I was going to ask you if there's a there's like a frequency yes. uh, limitation or... or, or uh, the two different frequencies of the yes of yeah. the radio modems. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. So those are the ones that have been tested and that we have we have confirmed right. have worked. That's been the major request from customers. Sure. Sure. Very cool. Yep. Absolutely. Um, now I see I see here like the loss of 3D calibration. Um, and this was a fix probably for one of our escalations or, or something like that. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I'm not familiar with that i mean yeah. just what maybe, maybe what was going on maybe what was going on with that so what was happening is uh you you would go you'd install your unit everything was working and then you would get a dtc that said loss of 3d calibration okay so you would go in the wizard and try to recalibrate 3d and it, it wouldn't clear that error so essentially what was happening is uh 
upon startup of the unit, it just wasn't going out in memory and seeing that you had a 3D calibration. And so oh. they basically went and, and fixed that. So if something didn't didn't grab the correct data during startup, it, would, it goes back now and actually searches for that, grabs it, okay. and realizes that you already do have a 3D calibration, and it allows it to, to see that, and then you're off and running. So this, yeah, this 1.3 will... will will fix that problem. Sure. So definitely worthwhile updating if you've seen that. So uh, just, I guess, for the people that may or may not have seen it and they're on 1.2 yeah. or 1.1, or one, one, maybe, uh, is that, uh, so that, was that just a DTC or did it actually not see that and then it wouldn't use that 3D calibration? Correct. So it would not allow you to engage steering if oh, you had okay. that DTC. Okay. So if you so, went yeah, back, it's pretty big. If you went back and rebooted the ECU, you would usually clear that DTC. Sure. But th- this just basically automatically does that for you. Yeah. And it'll clear the DTC and you're off. Oh, yeah, that's a pain if you yeah. had to do that. So yeah, yeah. So definitely worthwhile updating to sure. 1.3 if you've seen that. Uh, oh, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to jump, I'm going to inter, I'm going to interject in this. Yeah. Uh, is that in talking about updating and you mentioned the HDU before, and so the hydraulic drive unit. Yes. And then we have the mechanical drive unit, the MDU. So maybe it's good to, to call out that when updating a RS1 or the SC1, those do need to be updated. Is That's that correct. correct. Yep. Yep. That is correct. Uh, so because uh, the, the, I'd say the, uh, the version number isn't going to match exactly, but is there a little trick to that? Yeah, yeah there is. So um, SC1, RS1 right now, we're on version 1.3. Yep. For the HDU, you need, you need version 2.3. So right. the second digit will always match up between RS1, SC1, mm-hmm. and the HDU. So uh, say you forget and you don't update your HDU, you're going to get a DTC that says there's a software mismatch and you need to update to this software version right. or newer. And so that'll that'll hump you out there. Okay. Um, yep. Best practice is as soon as you update either an SC1 or an RS1, go ahead and update your HDU as well. And right. that'll just eliminate any problems in the future. Yep. And and uh, uh, with that requirement, we're always going to release uh, the simultaneous. Yeah, uh, software in tandem. Yeah, their yep. package deal. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we are coming out with, we have scheduled maintenance builds of software. Sure. Um, just cleaning up a few items that are still out there. So okay. there will be a maintenance build of 1.3 software that's coming out here in that March timeframe. Um, and okay. that, that, there may or may not be HDU software associated with that, but the the main thing to take away if you have one three software, whether you have one three zero or one three one software, it needs to be paired with a two three version of HDU. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, just the the big thing is that second that second digit. That second yep. Digit. Yep. Okay. Making sure they're they're coinciding with each other. Can you dig it? That yeah, digit. Absolutely. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's kind of gonna be that kind of morning. All right. <laughs> uh, so enhancement to low speed steering, uh, below one mile per hour. Now, from my understanding, I mean that was, I mean that was always good. But what, um, I guess, what what did get enhanced? So typically, in our steering tests, we test at one mile an hour, oh. and then we test, you know, at five miles an hour, ten miles an hour, okay. fifteen, you know, depending on what vehicle you're in, up to twenty, twenty-five miles okay. an hour. So, so I was just confusing it with the one mile per yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So typically, typically we haven't tested much below one mile an hour, but there has been use cases for it, and guys saw that uh, steering performance. Uh, you had a little bit more heading error than what you really wanted to see. Okay. And so that's really what this fixed. Your your lateral error really was never a problem, but you'd get a little more heading error. And so this this fixes that. And so steering down to, to below one mile an hour is really solid. So, okay. Yeah. Excellent improvement there. All right. Um, And then uh, as we were kind of talking about codes and everything like that, so we now have an exit code history? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, on the home screen, 
of either RS1 or SC1, since they have the same object pool there, there's a steering wheel icon. And if you press on that steering wheel icon, it is a button. It gives you some diagnostic mm-hmm. information there, uh, mostly regarding switches and things of that nature. Sure. Um, but it also has, an, like we said, an exit code history, and that basically tells you the reason steering disengaged which is really beneficial because say I'm just driving through the field, I get a random disengagement uh, before I didn't know why it disengaged. Right. You know, especially there's some DTCs that just happen and, and then they're gone and you have to sure. look back through your inactive DTCs, try to filter and see, you know, what's actually wrong. Mm-hmm. This tells you the exact reason why your system disengaged. So let's say I'm using a pressure transducer for disengagement. I'm going through my field. There's a hydraulic spike. It thinks the, the end operator turned the wheel when I actually didn't. It'll go and flag that. Mm-hmm. And so it's really beneficial now. There's no more guessing as to why you disengage. If there is false disengagements, you can go back there. And it does record those as well. And so sure. um, it records up to nine months worth of data. So if I have a problem in the field at noon, I just re-engage. I go back and look and say, oh, okay, well, maybe my disengage setting needs to be bumped up a little bit. Okay. But really useful for troubleshooting for, mm-hmm. for any random events that you see on the field. Oh, right. Yeah, because it... <clears throat> This will help if it's just like, well, it just keeps disengaging. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can you can at least see how often it's happening. Um, and like you said, get a little bit of information with it or um, or, or uh, track a history of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it'll be, be very nice. Yeah. Um, that really hits the big parts of the points. I mean, there's, these release notes weren't incredibly long. Um, do you think... Uh, we should go through maybe just the the kits and tune sets that were added. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Especially the SC1 kits, maybe a little clarification around those. Sure. So we do have SC1 kits that came out for Case Titan 4000 series machines, for Case Patriot 4000 series machines, for, all the way from model year uh, 2013 up to present. So we okay. have SC1 kits for that. Uh, we do have SC1 kits for uh, Case Magnum tractors as well. Okay. Uh, 2015 and newer. Uh, so one, one thing to note around there, the kits are, the kits for SC1 were based on using a 372. And so that is what will come with the kit. You'll get cablings, you'll get cabling in order to support that. So if you're using a different, different GPS, different third party GPS, um, or even Raven GPS, you will need a different cable for the GPS receiver. So these kits were designed around the 372. Okay. Um, so the, so sorry, uh, so the Titans, the Titan, the four thousand series Titans were model year thirteen and above. That's and correct. And then the four thousand series Patriots, those are seventeen and above. Uh, so there's two two separate kits. One that'll go from thirteen to sixteen, and then one that goes from seventeen and eighteen. Oh, so okay. We have two separate kits, but covering model years from model year thirteen up okay. to model year eighteen. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then just a few RS one kits. Yes, um, there there are. Uh, uh, Oxbow RS1 kits. So Oxbow has a front boom okay. sprayer and a, a floater as well. And so we develop RS1 kits for those. Um, they are available through Oxbow. Oh, okay. Uh, so you will need to go that route in order to get those kits. And then uh, there is a Hagee model year 18 and newer RS1 kit as well. Okay. Which will be available through Hagee. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, I think we even talked about it in the last one that we did here is just as as uh, these um, software releases keep coming out, you know, there's we were talking about... Um, the the testing and validation all the stuff that goes yeah. into this yep. you know so it's like yeah just keep checking in on it and checking on it to see uh, if certain machines are added to it yeah uh, things like that so there there is a priority list that we're still continuing to work off oh of. sure and so yeah if if customers do have machines they'd like to see capable of using RS one um, yeah let your Raven representative know um, and that, that definitely trickles down to us and right. it helps right. set the priorities so um, yeah good information to have 
Nice. Um, hmm. So, I mean, is there was there anything else you thought? I mean, this might be pretty short because the notes weren't very long. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say the main things have been uh, SC1 development and working with third-party GPS and, and radio mode right. configuration. That has been the main push for 1.3 software. Right. And then also developing SC1 kits. And so, sure. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's been the major, major features for 1.3. Yeah, so, yep. Not many points, but big ones. Yeah, yeah. A lot of development effort that went yeah. into that and a lot of testing to make sure everything was working correctly with each other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Man, you know, people are probably going to like, hey, here, I'm going to ramble on just to keep padding the time. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I'm, a, I'm more of a long form. I listen to a lot of long podcasts, but, uh, you know, this will be nice. We'll see what kind of feedback we get on yeah, short Let's have a nice point. little short one. Yep, yep. Get, get Luke in there. He'll host it. That's right. <laughs> you don't have anything else to do right here. No. No. <laughs> well, anyway. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. We'll go out and keep working and enjoying the cold weather here. Ugh. No, thanks. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs>